the feel-good way to start your day. Woody and Tubes. Feels like Wednesday, doesn't it? Does it feel like Wednesday to you? Yes, it does actually feel like it's been longer than. Is this a podcast intro? No. <laughs> God. My head is full. I have 40 tabs open. You've got more I, than that open. You have not this given is me the a podcast. This is the podcast. Exit out of any tabs. This is the podcast. Do you know how many tabs I have got open? How many? Actually, let me have a look. This will upset you, but I don't know why my life upsets you. It's my life. You can live your life. Thanks, Bon Jovi. I can still bon be Jovi. upset by it. I've got 405 tabs open. <sighs> that makes me That makes me want to vomit. I've got 258 unread messages. Yuck. How many little red um, dots have you got on with notifications on your phone? What, where's unread? that? Under phone? Under no. phone, I've got 195 missed calls. What? I've got voicemails. I've How got, many I've voicemails? I've got voicemails. I don't know. This Can we one's... just put your put, play a random oh, but voice? I don't mail? know what it's going to say. Yeah, there you oh, this go. This is probably mum, and she probably didn't know she rang. Like, she does that. Oh, how do I do? Hang on. Oh, no, now I'm calling it. Wait. How are you going, No, Granddad? no, no, stop. <laughs> just give me a second. This is this is a question without notice. If you missed our show, no, we no. had the premiere on. Oh, here, wait, wait, wait. Shh. This is from mum from the Shh. 25th of What's December at 10.42 a.m. 25th of December. The dogs are back. Oh, that's when they took themselves to the beach. On yes. the 25th of December. Yeah, they pissed off like, yeah. as soon as they got out of the car because my brother lives at Eaglehawk, right? Yeah. And they think as soon as they – they think the beach is his backyard. And as soon as they got out of the car, they both ran. They never normally do this. I called them. I said, me lady and Mr. Chunky Pants. And they – no word of a lie. They turned around and looked at me. They Flicked looked at the each – the bird. <laughs> they looked at each other and then they pissed off. Good to know they're back, though. <laughs> I've been wondering where they've been for, for the last two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing on the podcast? This is what you missed. Premier joined us. It did. It's all here, <laughs> here now. now. This is Woody and Tubes. Good morning, Hobart. Good morning. The Bridgewater Jerry. Just floating in. It is just floating in. Hello. Lived here my Hello, whole Jerry. life. Only found out because of this show that it's why it's called. The, I thought that's actually a. A person called Jerry. No, like that it was a boat. A, a boat? <laughs> no, it's hey. floating in nicely. It's beautiful from here How's where it? we're looking up towards Mount Wellington, Konani. How's big, what? The big bash last night. Oh, look, I, I'll probably run through it a little bit more later on in the show, but I'm pretty filthy. Yeah, we lost. We lo- yeah, oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> Oh, if you don't know that by now. Yeah. I'll run through the details and what it means for the Hobart Hurricanes with the rest of the BBL tournament a little later on after 7 o'clock. 7,000 people there. Yeah, 7,000 people. They're talking about also how they can get more people to Jackie's games. I'd like to find out about that. Well, because it's at full capacity at my state bank. Well, you know what I'd like to do? This would be, this would be a good test. If we had a good summer day... And you could put a basketball court, a floating basketball court, on top of Brunson Arena and court it out, have courtside seats, seats going around the whole ground. If they really want to get it going, I they could do it. They do that, a similar thing in the US, but underneath yeah. it is ice. Yeah. So for ice hockey. Yeah. So we could do a basketball court, ice hockey, because we know we don't have an ice hockey, we don't have any I ice inside of anywhere. No, we don't. We don't, and 
I'm not sure that there's... I mean, there's there's a lot of ice athletes out there that need their ice skating rink. I don't know where we're at on that. If you've got any updates on that, send yeah. us a text, what? 0488 The Premier's joining us today as well. He'll be in the studio. He will be. There's a lot on the agenda already, but happy to add your topics. 0488 is the text. Of course, we've got to talk to him about the power price cap. Yes. Is that going to happen? We know it's happened before, so we know it's possible in this state. We've also got to talk to him about the stadium. Did you see the Prime Minister is asking why the AFL is not putting in more money? Of course they are. It's almost like 0.1%. Of course they are. They have, just signed a billion dollar deal. Haven't they? Yeah, have they been listening? Has the Prime Minister been listening to me on this show asking that exact question? Why haven't the AFL chipped in more? Thank you very much. The cost benefit analysis report, we will put that to the Premier as well. In the studio right now, we've got Tessa Randello from the Triple M Newsroom. Morning, Tessa. Oh, you got to turn her on. Wait, that was not my fault. you got to turn oh, her on. Oh, yeah. They've no. got lights on. Yeah. I've just put all the <laughs> microphones on in the studio because I can't remember which ones are which. There's now, about six microphones here. And now I'm choking on my own spit. Like, oh, that's gross. That's good morning. Great if you start. Made me laugh. <laughs> Eating oh, it's a hot start. It's a hot start. Good morning, Tessa. What's making news? So Hobart City Council from next year, it's not coming in this year. Last night they voted to start having citizenship ceremonies three days before January 26th. So the federal government actually changed the rule before we had to have um, citizenship ceremonies on Australia Day. Um, but the federal government changed that rule this year, saying that we could have them three days before or three days after. So Hobart City is going to be the first council to have made that decision. They voted last night. It was five to six. There was one councillor who um, abstained from voting, so it became a no vote. Um, and so it just means that people will be able to co- become citizens in Hobart, um, not on Australia Day. Well, that's good. I mean, to be honest, I don't really care when they make Australian citizens Australian citizens. I'm embracing all Australians, and that means our First Nations people and our Aboriginal culture, and, and I think that Australia Day, this is my opinion, and mm. you can have your own opinion on 0488881073, I think Australia Day has some pretty nasty reminders of what happened to our Aboriginal culture here in, in Tasmania and Australia. So let's change it. Let's change all these sort of ceremonies to a different date if we can. It doesn't feel like, unless you are a descendant or a first Tasmanian, first Australian, that you should get a chance to vote. Like It doesn't feel like I should have the right to tell people how to feel because I luckily didn't have to go through that generational trauma. Yep. You're talking about not just an invasion day, you're talking about decades and generations of pov- of poverty and uh, well, human crimes against other people. So I always think if something is upsetting, a very large and important part of our population, we need to listen and do the right thing. Absolutely. And I think this is the only – to move forward on this, I think the people who are dead set on keeping Australia Day where it is, and this is another discussion, completely, totally different to the citizenship ceremonies. If people are steadfast on that, that they can have that belief and they can, they can go that way. But I think if we look at it holistically, we need to embrace our Aboriginal cultures. We need to embrace our First Nations people. And I think this is a first step in a long journey that's going to take some time. So hopefully we can move on from that pretty quickly. News. Oh, well, you know, we talked about Brush, who yes. was rescued earlier this week. That's a dog. He fell off a cliff. He fell off a cliff. He was rescued and yeah. he's all right. What's happened, what's happened to a different dog? 
A Staffy. This is in is Tasmania. It comb? Is, the, is the dog's name Comb? Russian Comb? Are they brothers? He didn't run that joke past me <laughs> when we did our rehearsal. Yeah. Boris, the Staffy, fell down a mine shaft near oh Piper's River. You That's know where that is. up in the north of the state, yes. Up out near Georgetown. Beautiful place. The dog barked itself hoarse. He lost his bark. So he oh, turned into a horse. No. This is some Woody's Believe It or Not stuff. This is like I'm, have, I'm with my uncle who's 70 making jokes. <laughs> he barked himself hoarse. Someone came along and discovered him. The fire, Taz Fire Service showed up and shout out to Elizabeth who lowered herself down the mine shaft wow. to collect Boris who is trying to get his bark Hang back on. as we speak. So I'll break this down for you, Tessa. There's a dog down a shaft. He turns into a horse... What was the name? I'm not even going to. I'm Barbara not even going to slid down the shaft, pulled the dog out. We've got a rescue story. No, hang on. He's pulled out a horse. How'd she lift the horse out of the shaft? This is really bad radio. <laughs> Tessa, I'm coming with Quality you. Quality stuff. <laughs> Terrible. Just want to give a quick shout out. Last night I was at the cricket over at Blunts Arena. There's a young fella over there called Caleb Archer. I think he's... He told me his middle name too, but I can't remember it. I think it was John. Anyway, Caleb Archer. Hello, Caleb. Hi, Caleb. Uh, he asked me if I would adopt him. Oh, that's sweet. Already got enough kids, thanks, Caleb. But, nice. but it's a pleasure to have you on board. And he did say that he believes in aliens and he believes you, Woody, that aliens have landed on the Eiffel Tower. Not just the Eiffel Tower. It was the Big Ben and there's a three-dimensional gateway that is opening in the US this no, year. No, that, uh, that is not... Well, True. speaking of aliens... That's the... That, as I said yesterday, that is the synopsis of Stargate, the television show. That did not happen. I was not going to do another... I wasn't going to do another story today about aliens or spiritual beings, but stay, stick around, Caleb, because I will promise you tomorrow I have an incredible true story of a world-renowned spiritual advisor who... Wait for it. ...married... A light being. A what? And has kids with this light being. A light being. And also has a miss. Well, a wife here Someone's on Someone's had an affair with a lamp. <laughs> Just wait till you hear the story. You don't know the facts yet. A light being. Yeah. Or is that someone who's not overly heavy? I'm the opposite of a light being. I'm a heavy being. No, light being. That's what they call like spiritual beings. Oh. Well, you learn something every day, Caleb. That's for it's you, good Caleb. Good to you, Caleb. Hope you're going well. Up next, though, an all-you-can-eat buffet has gone terribly wrong and ended in hospitalisation. What? It's Triple M Breakfast. Got a man that pushed a peanut up a massive mountain with his nose, broke a record. That's not new. Ended up in hospital. They're attempting to bottle and sell her bodily gas. <laughs> That's not new. No, wait. I'm not finished. <laughs> 24-year-old woman has been hospitalised after she binged on 32 sausage rolls. Sushi rolls. I, I'm thinking sausage rolls because... Yeah, oh, look, sausage rolls are good. Sushi oh, they'd rolls. They'd have to be... Shout out to Mrs B and Tone in Southport who make the best sausage rolls. But they are little sausage rolls, like almost half a finger, I guess. And they are sensational, like bite-sized sausage rolls. I could eat 32 of those. I know you could. Without doubt. We talked about this yesterday and you've already taken me off page. I'm not ever sharing a platter with you again. Well, what you're no about platter, to say... No platter, never. Because it's actually quite 
disgusting. It's like you can't look away, but you're watching. Don't take this. some of the joy away from me. Food no, is I'm one of saying, the true joys. That's fine. I'm just saying, I'm not sharing earth. with you. Because you, you, unless you hoover it down. Even if you're like you don't our get producer anything. Rhea, who has particular things about her. She's vegan. That's I'm sure that's part of the joy of your life. Rare, isn't it? Eating food. She's nodding. She's saying yes. She's saying yes. I think. Okay. I think. Can I move on? I'm just saying. Oh, God. 32 tiny little sausage rolls, that's not much. But you're not even talking about sausage rolls. I'm talking rolls. about sushi rolls. They're different. I could eat 32 sushi rolls too, she was, I reckon. She was rushed to How hospital. Why? So the Californian food. woman. Yes. This is how the article starts. Was on a roll. I love that. That's great writing. This isn't news. Danielle Shapiro, 24, wanted to get her money's worth at a $50 all-you-can-eat sushi buffet. That's expensive. That's US dollars too. Wow. But but after indulging a little too much... 32. Her Mm. uncooked delights left her feeling a little bit raw inside. I had oysters last night at the cricket and I they took they bought two dozen oysters out. This is extravagant. We never get oysters at the cricket. We got two dozen oysters. Mm, nice for some. And they said they're from the Tasmanian Oyster Company out there uh, down Dun Alleyway and I said, oh, I know these guys. So I, I said to the people around me, do you guys eat oysters? They're like, no. So I ate 18 oysters. That's <laughs> and just... And I, I immediately went, oh, now I'm about to go to work. That's probably too many oysters. There's times but it wasn't when you've been sick. I dominated in between ground announcing at the Big Bash. Yeah. Is there or is there not times that you have gone and had a quick moment yeah. and then gone out and ground announced? Yeah, that's the pressures of that's, being at the Big Bash oh, sometimes. Nice Just hot what, work from me, probably. Us, us <laughs> probably pl- Plebs in the sand. Us plebs in the stands. We're just eating hot chips and sauce. But oh, Mr. Last Purple down here. Last night was an <laughs> extravagant different. Oh, rubbish. I, no, I don't know how we got oysters. We got oysters and I ate six, uh, 18 of them and I felt like I might have been rolling the dice a bit hard. I rolled I'm the dice. I'm to come back. You have totally butchered this. <laughs> I haven't butchered it. It's great radio. I had 18 oysters last night. Uh, yeah, nice for some. It was nice What'd for What did you me. have, Hobart? Were you at the Big Bash? I'd like to know what you ate. <laughs> 0488 is a text or one triple three five three. You know, I'd forgotten. Oysters. I'd oh. forgotten that I'd eaten them. It's on his rider. <laughs> I only have them freshly shucked. I do like an oyster. Triple M breakfast. May I continue? This is take two. <laughs> A man that pushed a peanut up a massive mountain with his nose broke a record. That's not news. Ended up in hospital for attempting to bottle and sell her bodily gas. <laughs> That's not news. No, wait, I'm not finished. Please don't butcher it this time. We've got to ask ourselves whether this is worth it. Probably we just not need now. to say, is. Yeah, well, but I did a lot of research again. to find this story because it's yeah, always sorry. news that's hard to find. And she went off on a rampage about how he ate 18 oysters at the cricket last night. Which is on his rider because he does the ground announcing no, the big bash. The reason I had and eighteen he demands of them, that they're flown in instantly the within reason, minutes and shucked in front of him. This is all garbage. This is not news either. The reason I had eighteen of them is because I never get you're them. Because you're a big deal. And they were sitting there on the table, and I said, "Are these ours?" And they said, "Yes." Owls. And I said, "Watch me work it." Owls. <laughs> that is for plural owls. Yeah, and I asked, "Does you anyone want these?" And they went, "No." They've been sitting there a while, and I said. I'm rubbish. rolling the dice, baby. Rubbish. Rubbish. 
A woman binged 32 sausage rolls at an all-you-can-eat... Sushi rolls. Sushi rolls. Still bugged it up. What did I say? Sausage rolls again? Sausage rolls again. Oh, God. I've got sausage rolls in my brain. This is not a replay, folks. This is live again. Unfortunately. A woman who binged 32 sushi rolls at an all-you-can-eat buffet was rushed to hospital. Her dinner took about two hours because she says we were so stuffed that we had to keep taking breaks. It cost... $50. This That's is US dollars. She's from California. That's a lot of money. And her meal included, among other things, eight green dragon rolls, eight snow rolls, 16 California rolls, plus miso soup, four gyozas, and a helping of edamani, and a few jalapeno, jalapeno poppers. Can you just run me through those again, please, Woody? Totally thrown. After dinner. I I got the California rolls. What was after that? After dinner. We were so full, we had to sit in my car for about 30 minutes, she said, in the exclusive interview, before driving home. It's an exclusive because no one wanted it. My stomach felt very firm from the sushi and probably the rice that had expanded in my stomach. My dog once ate an entire bag of dry dog food. And because it was left out, and you could actually squeeze her stomach, and she'd fart. Uh. It was horrible. I had to take her to the vet. Anyway, it's just a caution, cautionary tale. She's fine now. Well, she's passed, but not because of that. She went to her partner's house to try and sleep it off. I'm not a morning person, she said. So when I woke up at around 6 a.m., I knew something was terribly wrong. She was rushed to the hospital. With severe stomach pains. That's where she was diagnosed with gastroesophageal reflux disease. Sorry, say that again, Commonly but slow, known slow it down for me. As acid reflux. Oh, she had a bit of um, indigestion. Ha- That's nothing. Despite this the trauma, she won't news. quit her favourite dish and she said, I definitely will eat sushi again. Go! <laughs> totally the wrong uh, outro. <laughs> Look, this is why. This is why I think we just need to slow things down a little bit, get you to read the... I thought you were going to say rehab. <laughs> get you to rehab. Oh, goodness me. Nothing wrong with Triple that. Triple M. Jeepers. This is Woody and Tubes. Oh, that's pretty aggressive. It's very angry. Music. Well, as we know, I was at... Blunston Arena last night eating oysters, watching, yep. literally. The rest of us, oysters. the plebs, we were eating hot chips. <laughs> no, but old not, mate, that's not, that's... he has a rider. You do. No, I don't. You do. Don't, I've seen don't it. Don't start that garbage. I've actually seen I'm it. I'm more happy with a bowl of chips versus oysters. Oh, but wow. I do occasionally like to dabble with an oyster. That's fine. 18 of them. So last night, the Sydney Sixers came out and gave us a bit of a hiding woods. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't a, it, we lost by 24 runs, so we got smashed. It was basically off the back of Steve Smith coming out and smacking 66 runs off just 33 balls. And it was actually a real pleasure to watch, despite him smacking our, my favourite players, around the park. He's a freak, Mm. that guy. He just smacked us all over the place. (sighs) I was a little disappointed. Well, Joel Parrison, I think it was the second over, came out and Steve Smith smacked a no ball for six. Yep. So he has to re-bowl that one. So he re-bowled it. Joel Paris bowled a wide for four. Four wides. So then he has to re-bowl the no yep. ball and then he hit that one for four. He scored 15 runs off one delivery. Uh-huh. Ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know. So it was, oh. it, was a, it was a real 
Once the wicket of Steve Smith fell, he got caught trapped LBW by Nathan Ellis, caught on the full offer. Real rank delivery. It just got him high, straight through the gate. He reviewed it, caught LB. As soon as he fell, I felt like our bowlers got a bit of confidence back and they pegged it back and they really slowed the run rate. They were looking... The Sixers were looking like they were on target for about 230 there at one stage. To get them back to 180, I thought it was a gettable target. Probably 10 more runs than perhaps what it should have been. I caught up with Nathan Ellis after the match. Uh, and this is what he had to say about where this, the Hobart Hurricanes are at. We didn't start necessarily the way we would have liked. And I think, I think it was a 170 wicket. And I think there was just crucial errors throughout the 20 overs. I think we bowled well. And then there was just some, some little moments we missed, whether it was in the field, whether it was some awareness or drop catches or, or things like that, which happens in cricket but seems to have happened a little bit too often for us in the last little bit. The bowls of the Sydney Sixers were superb. Naveed, Bird and Abbott, all sensational, just bowling sensational. I think they, along with the Perth Scorchers, will be the favourites for the tournament. We just couldn't get going. Zach uh, Crawley was our top scorer with 49 off 45 balls, and he was just ran out of teammates. Nathan Ellis in his 50th game for the Hurricanes did an amazing job. I think Nathan Ellis is one of the success stories of Tasmanian cricket. He came down here in the back of a Corolla with no money, not enough money to put petrol in his car, and he worked hard to build his way up into being the vice captain of the Hobart Hurricanes. It's an incredible story. You can catch up with all of the chat on the Listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R. We now need to beat the Sydney, uh, Brisbane Heat up in University of Tasmania Stadium tomorrow. With that, we can still play finals, believe it or not. We do need the Adelaide Strikers to beat the Melbourne Renegades, though. Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Text chat. We love your texts coming through on 0488881073 about anything at all. Morning, guys. This comes from Trish in Bridgewater. I think she's having a lend here. Morning, guys. 18 oysters. Oh, my goodness, Tubes. Mm. Well, I cooked five fish fingers. Do they count as seafood? Oh, and of course, tartar sauce. Have a good day. Cheers, Trish. Yes, fish fingers do count as seafood. That's they what the rest fish. of us eat. That's what the rest I of us eat. Frozen fish fingers. Tubes was doing the ground announcing the Big Bash stuffed himself with 18 oysters and that's how the other half live or the other 2% of the population we were very in the rich lucky. kids club we no nice for some I turned up I had normally we get a sandwich I had a pancake that I made myself out and of a flour muffin. normally we get a sandwich and a muffin and I turned up and there were two bowls of oysters and I said to my colleagues who's these and they said we think they're ours I said okay does anybody want some are we doing this in real time and I said no thanks. Are we going and through? I thought there were two. Do- were there two dozen oysters there? Mate, I've got why things waste to do. I've got why things to waste do today. I've got things to do. We want your text through for the Premier. Premier Jeremy Rockliffe will be in the studio within the next hour. We'd love your texts. My question for Jeremy Rockliffe: You've got a team of tradies wanting to build, waiting to build a stadium. Why aren't they building houses when there's four thousand five hundred people plus on emergency housing waiting lists? Not to mention the price of real estate. Thank you very much, Al in Leather Valley. It's a very interesting point, isn't it? You know, we've Absolutely. got people lining up to build a stadium. Can they not be lining up to build houses? There's definitely a lot of issues on the agenda today. The power price cap, that's what I really want to know as well outside of the stadium. Why hasn't it been done? We know that government's done it before. Something needs to... People are choosing between heating and eating. Yeah. 
Just wanted to inform the public of the service my granddaughter received from the TAS Ambulance Service last week. She called an ambulance after having complications from major surgery at the Royal. She went home the day after surgery. They told her that the ambulance was on another call and they would be a few hours. She lives an hour travel from Hobart, so they sent a taxi to get her. What would have happened if she needed medical attention along the way? She's now sitting in emergency waiting to be seen to. The public needs to know about this. The taxi was $217. That's a fair point, and, and we cannot blame the staff. Absolutely like They not. are pushed to the maximum. They're actually working more than they should be, than probably should be legally allowed to do. This is not our paramedics' fault. Absolutely they are just low-staffed, low-funded, and... You know, begging for a pay rise too. We've got to start paying our paramedics and our public service people the same pay that they get on the mainland. All emergency services. Otherwise, they'll just go. We'll ask the Premier about that as well because obviously it is a very serious issue and one that's happening in Victoria as well. I know that there were a couple of days that they put out something saying, if you need an ambulance, don't bother calling. We cannot get one out to you. That's scary stuff. Particularly, we live in we live in the one of the best, if not the best, countries in the world. Yes, but now it's becoming unaffordable for the people that. It's getting harder. It's tough stuff. You can text us anytime. Oh four double eight double eight one zero seven three about absolutely anything to celebrate their fiftieth birthday. This is Memories of Rest Point on Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Create new memories at Rest Point. Come play. I love Rest Point, and only because. Well, a number of reasons. It's such a unique building. It's a great place to go and enjoy an afternoon. You can go down there and watch sport. You can go down there and have some good meals. It's just a lovely place to go and have a drink. I used to go up to Regine's. Yeah. They were the Regularly. days. Now I have a glass of wine. I feel hungover. I started my proper work life down there. And it is a great place, Rest Point Come Play. We're taking your calls now on one triple three five three. Your memories of Rest Point. We've got 50 bucks to spend at Rest Point just by telling us your Rest Point memories. I've got a memory. I don't know. It's a pretty regular, a recent memory. I think it was about a decade ago, so not that recent. But I was working down there and I was like the functions and events promotions host. God, what haven't you and, been? Well, Yesterday you were serving chicken burgers in the window I where was. people like me would swing past after regimes and grab a bite. That's a beauty of working at a place like Rest Point. But I was working down there <laughs> Because you can do different things. So I was working as a promotions host. Yeah. And Dave Noonan came down there with the radio station. Yep. Dave Noonan came down there and it was the bag of boat promotion. I remember that. And you had to go down there and kick a footy off the deck at Rest Point into a boat. And if if your footy... Dave was in the boat. And if he could mark the footy in the boat, you went into the next round of winning this boat. And then eventually you got another kick and the last person who ever got the footy in the boat won the boat. We gave away a boat. And then the next year, there was the Bag a Bigger Boat promotion. Oh. Do you remember this? Maybe we should do Bag the Biggest Boat. Bag the Biggest Boat. No, it was really fun. Like, just so much fun down there at Rest Point Come Play. You seen with Dave Noonan. Yeah. Very close friend of mine. We, I, I could barely get the microphone off him, to be honest. Oh. <laughs> it's a bit tough to get it off, Dave, but oh. it's good value. You got good there fun. in the end, didn't you? Plenty of stuff happening. Down at Rest Point. Max in Claremont's giving us a call. Good morning, Max. Good morning. How are you this morning? We're great. Tell us your mm-hmm. memories of Rest Point. Well, my, my great memories of Rest Point. We used to live at Bruny Island. Uh, we used to stop, uh, come to stop the tower accommodation. And we had Christmas. We used to have Christmas lunch the other day when Christmas uh, was uh, on. Yep. Uh, we had great meals at the uh, 
Buffet, uh, coffee shop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's changed now, but, uh, mm. and also some excellent uh, entertainment. Yeah, what, sort of, what sort of concerts did you go to, Max? Uh, we didn't go to conferences. I uh, went to uh, entertainment with Charlie Pride and Charlie Lansborough and Daniel O'Donnell. I remember Daniel that. O'Donnell. He used to come every week almost, oh, and he was down a there like a bit. Daryl Braithwaite lately. Isn't he in yeah, town yeah. all the time? Well, Max, yeah. you've won yourself $50 uh, uh, yeah. to spend at Rest Point. Pretty simple stuff. That's all you've got to do is give us a call. Tell us your memories of Rest Point. Well, you know, Rest Point, come play. No, we love Daryl Braithwaite when he's not kicking people off the stage. Like you. <laughs> Specifically you he's kicking off the stage. That's why you have a vendetta against I don't have a vendetta against Daryl Braithwaite. <laughs> Tessa Randello from our Triple M Tassie newsroom is in the studio. Tessa, what's making news? Um, I don't. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, oh, but God. it's it's not great news for our economy in the coming year. So Deloitte has done the latest report looking at projections for the next year for Tasmania. So we've seen like a pretty big boost when it comes to hospitality, but they're calling that kind of our COVID honeymoon period. People are spending lots because they're able to, but as the cost of living gets harder for people, that is going to start to kind of crack down on some of the other big economic things that we have, tourism and and um hospitality here in Tassie. So they're expecting to see a drop in the economy with our household consumption expected to fall and and not a massive surprise, but property investment is also looking to fall about 7% in the next year. Mm. But while saying that, Deloitte does also say, you know, these are just projections. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. You know, some people are predicting Australia could go into recession. It could not. Everything's very dependent on what happens in terms of, you know, rates and all that kind of stuff. And we will be talking to the Premier in about 15 minutes. So they're all things we're going to address with him, the cost of living, especially being one of those tubes. I guess the tough thing is that we're expecting the rate increases around those interest rates We've seen that go up eight times in the last 12 months, let's say. Yeah. That was hoping that that would slow the economy down a little bit, but obviously there's it's not helping. So maybe we're going to see more interest rises. Who knows what's but going to happen. But the thing that annoys me about interest rate rises is that it's affecting the people that can't afford it the most. That's what yeah. frustrates yeah. me. Because the people, I can guarantee you, the 1% or 2% of the rich people, they've come in, they've bought up, they've sold. That's how I feel. And yeah. that's why I, it just makes me really, really cranky. And that's why I think it's really important for us in privileged positions to shine lights on this sort Absolutely. of stuff, to make sure that we're keeping those p- politicians that do make the decisions that are out there looking after the vulnerable, that we can shine a light on that stuff and make it known that it's out there. If you've got a question for the Premier or questions, 0488 is the text. Good. Good news for one Tasmanian, though nearly a million dollars richer... The only problem is they don't know who they don't know they've won it yet. <laughs> this is always feeling. so Lotto. mysterious. L- Lotto. Lotto. Yeah, in Tassie, okay. obviously. Uh, How so much? So nine hundred and twenty nine thousand dollars in Tats Lotto. Oh. When when did they buy the ticket? Just so we know, you know, is if it you bought one on a certain day. Do you, you don't buy tickets, do you? I do sometimes. When was it? When was the Lotto draw? A couple of days, I think. Saturday. Saturday. I'm just Saturday. looking now. Saturday. Oh, okay. I did not you know, buy a ticket. I didn't it's get not one me. either. It's not me. <laughs>
That's disappointing. One of my mates, he buys a ticket and every single week I have to talk him around because he looks at what he's going to do with the money. He's looking at apartments to buy. He's looking at holidays he wants to go on. He lives in this fantasy world and normally he's quite a smart man. And then the next day I have to go, but, mate, you know it's like a one in a billion chance you're going to win it. I can totally relate to this. When I go in to buy my lotto ticket, which is very infrequently, I go in and I say to the news agent, like, hello, may I please have a lotto ticket? They go, yeah. And I say, what car do you want? And they say, what? I say, you can pick the model and the make, but I'm picking the colour. Oh. I, I, I said, I'm just <laughs> going to come back with a set of car keys and I'm going to drop on the desk and you'll know that I've won the lotto. <laughs> That's what I do. This is Woody and Tubes. Premier Jeremy Rockcliffe joining us in the studio. <laughs> Looking fit, can I say? Yeah, you've lost a few kilos there, Premier. Well, uh, that's very generous of you, Tubes. Very generous of you. Uh, I'm not sure about that, but I feel pretty f- fighting fit anyway. I post- picked up what you put, what you got rid of, yeah, I think, I was over Christmas. I going to say, post-Christmas fitness kick. Is that what Love it is, it. Premier? Well, it's kind of more pre-Christmas fitness kick to get me through the summer, and yeah. uh, it's paid dividends, and I feel great. Thank yeah, you, you very look, much, you Tubes. Look, you look good. You look fantastic. <laughs> We've got a lot of issues that are coming Absolutely. through. Absolutely. A lot of questions for you, Premier, on the text line 0488881073. Before we get to the stadium next... Um, and we do appreciate you coming on because we know as the governing, you know, the government, you are held to, a, I guess, a higher standard at this point because you're the decision makers. We want to talk about just quickly the power prices and a potential cap on that because we're hearing from so many Tasmanians that are choosing between heating and eating. Is that a possibility? I heard it's been done before. Can it be done again? Look, there's no simple solutions to this, Woody, and I recognise as I travel around the state uh, frequently uh, the cost of living pressures, uh, particularly power prices, and uh, we need to be in there and support people. We recognise that, and we did last year with our winter bill buster, uh, which uh, reduced uh, the cost, if you like, or that pressure on power prices. And we need to support our businesses as well. And so we are always looking at ways that we can put downward pressure on power prices. And we recognise this is not just a state issue, but uh, nationally and indeed internationally. And so what we're doing at this present time, of course, is listening to everyone. We understand the challenges and the pressures of household budgets and the impacts of power prices. And we're very much in that cost of living space to ensure that we can come up with ways uh, that we can alleviate those pressures as best as we can. There's no simple solution. Uh, Our opposition would suggest that we cap power prices. That would cost some $50 million a year. That is very, very expensive. And there's no indication of where that money is going to come from either. What are they going to do? Cut services uh, to uh, reduce uh, power bills? And we recognise the... Uh, the fact is that um, the services we need to increase, in fact, and particularly in the health space. Well, no, in 2018, sorry, yeah. Tubes, just quickly, in 2018, uh, the Liberal government state election, there was a call to delink Tasmania from the national electricity market. Like, we produce so much power, but then we're held to almost ransom by what the mainland, our mainland counterparts charge. Is that a potential that we could look at doing that? Look, uh, times have moved on and uh, we need the power to support industry coming to Tasmania. And, of course, we recognise the fact that we have uh, hydro storages, but we're very vulnerable to uh, weather events as well, of course. And so we need to provide uh, 
energy security for our state. And that's why the investments we have in Marinus and bringing that $7 billion of investment in renewable energy to Tasmania is uh, so important. Uh, so we can uh, maintain that link with the mainland, uh, not only, of course, uh, supporting uh, national uh, power, but also ensuring that we uh, reduce our vulnerability yeah. to any power shortages. And so there's no simple solution, but, uh, of course, uh, being linked, if you like, supports Tasmania in ensuring that we do not uh, are not vulnerable uh, to extreme weather events, extreme drought. All water comes from the sky. Uh, and so we, we, we experienced, of course, in 2016, 15 severe drought conditions and uh, low dam levels. And so we need to continue to invest, particularly in the green economy, uh, renewable energy, uh, hydro, uh, wind, uh, solar, of course, and uh, maintain uh, and reduce our vulnerability to those pressures of extreme weather events. We do want to talk a little bit about the stadium, of course, Premier, which we might do next. Just quickly, though, can I get your opinion or your thoughts on the moving of citizenship and Australia Day celebrations as the, we've seen the Hobart City Council do overnight? Yeah, sure, Tubes. And uh, my, uh, you know, my views on this are, are well known in terms of uh, Australia Day. The number one thing is, well, first is the council's decision themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, it's all about respect uh, and respect for all. Uh, we recognise uh, how disenfranchised, of course, our First Nations people, Tasmanian Aboriginal people, and I understand uh, the hurt uh, that they feel in celebrating uh, the National Day uh, as presented. Uh, but also the National Day is about celebrating you know, success, uh, celebrating our volunteers in the community, recognising people, of course, that have done such a great job and also recognising and bringing citizens to this country. And uh, look, uh, when I go to a citizenship ceremony, whether that be on Australia Day or other times throughout the year, uh, some of the people have come from countries that don't have the freedoms um, that uh, we have in this, in this country. And here I am speaking to you. Uh, there are callers probably texting and asking questions. Um, I'll go out in the street and people can give me an earful about uh, whatever it might be, power prices, and that is wonderful because it's wonderful um, about our country. But for me, it's about respecting everyone. Uh, Australia Day should be a day of unity. I recognise the hurt um, of for our Tasmanian Aboriginal people and First Nations people, of course, Australia-wide. But this is a national conversation of which we need to participate in. Uh, but can I say to all Tasmanians, it's about uh, respecting each other, uh, recognising our differences, uh, recognising the hurt of the past, but also... Uh, celebrating what's great about uh, Tasmania and indeed Australia, uh, and that is the many, many thousands of Tasmanians that uh, volunteer their time, uh, recognised for their efforts, uh, but also celebrating new people uh, coming to our country and enjoying our wonderful freedoms. Yeah, and it's a horrible thing to think about, Chis and I were talking about this earlier, generational trauma. You have people that are lucky enough... you know, I, I don't feel like I get a chance. I, I should have a say because I haven't suffered that generational trauma, and I think it's important, like you said, that unity is such an important step forward. And if that means changing the day, it's changing the day. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's a whole other issue. It is, there. it is. But it's great to see that we are moving some of the citizenship and Australia Day celebrations to a different day, in my opinion. And that's the beauty of living in Australia to be able to have that freedom of opinion. Your questions up next. On 0488881073 on the stadium and for the Premier, Jeremy Rockliffe, who joins us in studio. Triple A on breakfast. Still 
joined by our Premier, Jeremy Rockcliffe, and we do appreciate you joining the show, that is for sure, because you are in government, and so therefore I guess you get all of the real hard-hitting questions. And you are very um, generous with your yeah. time, Premier. We really do appreciate it. Obviously, the reports come out about the stadium on Hobart's waterfront, the Macquarie Point Stadium, the cost-benefit analysis. We had Rebecca White, Leader of the Opposition, in to speak about what the report exactly means. So what it assesses is what is the cost of the project and what is the benefit of the project for the capital construction, the maintenance costs, operational costs, and then what are the benefits, the economic activity that's derived through the events that will be held there, the hospitality that's generated, tourism benefits that are generated, and even on the best case scenario, the projects in the red. It did come out that it was a cost-benefit analysis of 0.5. So for every dollar you invest, you only get 50 cents back. There was also numbers released of $300,000 after-tax benefit in gains. Where do, you, where do you respond to that? Well, with, compared to other stadiums around the country, it uh, is actually fairly favourable. But we are going to focus on the, the bigger picture here and look above the horizon and what this could bring to not only southern Tasmania but the whole state. And we're talking about a major urban renewal project. This is just bigger than the stadium. The stadium is an important piece. Uh, but, of course, when you consider the transport links from the northern suburbs through the densification um, on that transport link in terms of more housing opportunities uh, when it comes to the ferry network which we've started as a state government and building on and got support from the federal government to add to that but when you know i'm sure there are many men and women tradies that are driving to work listening to your program right now and uh, they would be interested to know that the business case supported the fact that during construction uh, some 4,200 jobs uh, and uh, jobs once completed, uh, $85 million a year being injected to, into our um, community. And these projects uh, bring so much economic activity and people invest in and around uh, these projects. And that's been evident in the Adelaide Oval upgrade, uh, Townsville, uh, Perth, all these projects, incidentally, uh, people, I think in Adelaide, were marching in the streets against them. Uh, they're not anymore because they can realise the benefits of... I mean, imagine going to a major concert, um, which currently we miss out on, and filling it with thousands of people after the concert. Then you, you know, you're 10 minutes into the you know, CBD of Hobart or uh, Salamanca, um, Did the, the hospitality industry. Uh, this is a huge uh, economic uh, game changer for southern Tasmania that we should be part of. But didn't the report take into consideration all of those benefits? Absolutely. All of those well, economic benefits? Absolutely. Well, during construction, of course, um, the benefits are enormous in terms of the jobs, but also the $300 million a year uh, added to throughout our um, economy as well. And we just cannot sit there and say no to these projects. It's uh, easy to say no, I recognise that. Our contribution of some $375 million is a significant investment. Uh, but, Tubes, I spend, and the government spends that uh, every 51 days on health. Uh, I'm spending it once, once only, uh, to create a huge opportunity in a concrete wasteland, Macquarie Point, uh, which has, you know, been really uh, crying out for investment for so long and we've done uh, considerable work as a government to get it investment ready. It's now prime real estate on the, on the waterfront where we can actually create something 
uh, Mona-esque, uh, a boutique stadium, not only attracting um, AFL content and other sporting content, uh, but all the concerts uh, and the entertainment that we currently miss out on as a state. So I know it's um, challenging, uh, but you cannot say no uh, to projects continually for the political purposes. You know, um, I'm sure there were naysayers with hydro industrialisation uh, many, many uh, decades ago. There were naysayers around uh, Mona. Uh, and I see it uh, often, uh, but we need to push through that. Uh, look, our, look above the horizon and see what the opportunities can bring. For me, it's about opportunity and uh, providing opportunity and jobs and a growing economy uh, for all Tasmanians, and I mentioned the tradies before, but if you invest in these projects, uh, they generate uh, economic wealth, then we can fund those essential services that I care about uh, and I know all Tasmanians care about, our hospitals and our schools, our police and, of course, housing. What uh, Rebecca White did say, the Labor leader, uh, opposition, of course, uh, she did say something about the construction and she also spoke about perhaps uh, the interest repayments on that loan that we would need to take out to build a stadium. There's a couple of things the Premier's hinging his argument on. He claims that it's going to create a number of jobs in construction. You can also create jobs in construction by digging a big hole and filling it back in again. There are lots of other infrastructure projects that the taxpayer could be putting its money towards. Hospitals and schools, roads. Projects been costed at more than a billion dollars, so not the $750 million originally spoken about. It's all debt funded. They have to borrow it. So that's about $20 million a year in interest repayments, which is equivalent to hiring an extra 200 nurses a year. How do you respond to that, Premier? Well, I could uh, make a joke about digging a big hole, but um, can I say that, uh, of course, you know... Um, <laughs> You know, digging a big hole. <laughs> uh, really, I'm, I'm surprised at uh, the analogy because this is about constructing uh, a huge opportunity, a whole urban renewal precinct, uh, vision beyond the stadium, uh, and the ongoing economic activity that that will bring, and on the waterfront, uh, and the bigger picture around uh, ensuring that we get those transport links uh, up and going from the northern suburbs straight into the Macquarie Point precinct, if you like, uh, the ferry network. Uh, this is a huge opportunity that is so much bigger than uh, one stadium. It's about a whole urban renewal project on an area that is currently a concrete wasteland, uh, which is absolutely right for investment. And I know um, there are many people out there that would prefer us to invest in areas of uh, health, uh, housing, but we are. I'm putting, uh, we're putting $1.5 billion into health. Uh, Ms White mentioned uh, nurses. Uh, we've uh, employed some 1,500 frontline staff since July 2020, more into our health system. And so my focus uh, on those key areas, of course, is ensuring that we can get access to uh, GP services, uh, better primary health care services, uh, more hospital beds. Uh, but money doesn't go on tree, grow on trees. You've actually got to generate income, uh, create wealth, and you do that by economic enabling projects uh, such as that Macquarie Point and broader urban renewal project. I won't, we won't hold you up too much longer, Premier, but I do have one last question. I, know, I think the way you're speaking there is you said it on this show on Triple M Breakfast with Wooden Tubes late last year, you said walk and chew gum at the same time. This has come off the back, our stadium has come off the back of our AFL bid. If we don't get a stadium, 
will we still get an AFL team? We will always be pushing for an AFL team. And just on that, um, there's been reports done to suggest that we do need a roofed, uh, high-class stadium uh, that will continue to ensure the sustainability of the team. I am not interested in investing in an AFL team that becomes another Gold Coast. We need to ensure um, that we... dot every I, cross every T, ensure that the investment we're putting in is for the long term. Um, We want to realise our dream. That's part of what we're talking about now, that 19th licence. I believe it will come to uh, fruition. We're pushing it hard. Uh, We recognise that it's contentious, uh, but you do need to demonstrate leadership. You do need to, despite all... Uh, the naysayers and the politics around uh, projects and AFL teams and other areas. You cannot say no. You've just got to keep pushing through and think of the bigger picture and always focus on uh, the needs of all Tasmanians. And uh, a priority for me is always going to be hospitals, schools, uh, cost of living. But we need to walk and chew gum at the the same time, not say no to key projects that are enabling economic projects. Uh, We can absolutely uh, do both tubes. And uh, we thank you for joining the show. This show is about presenting all sides, all opinions, and for Tasmania to make up their own minds. So we do appreciate you coming in. And there's so many more issues, obviously, that we want to chat with you about, and hopefully we can do that shortly. Absolutely, Woody, and I'm more than happy to um, head on in. And, you know, um, we are in government. I expect the hard questions. Um, That's what we're here for. And I stood for Parliament uh, 20 years ago to make a difference and I'm in this role um, to make a difference to people's lives and a positive difference and that's what drives me every day, gets me out of bed, brings me into studios um, to chat through the issues no matter how hard or contentious they are and I respect that and I'll leave on what I um, started with another question, isn't it wonderful that we can have these conversations in a wonderful, um, beautiful free country uh, and on a sunny day to boot. <laughs> well, it's Premier Jeremy Rocker if we really thank you for your time. Thank you very much, Tubes. Thanks, Woody. It's Triple M Breakfast. Right now, we're giving away 200 bucks cash. Our state's best on show. Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Tazzy Trivia. Powered by Creative Modular Homes. Fast, fabulous, affordable. Our carryover champ, Jeff from New Norfolk, is back. Good morning, Jeff. Hey, guys. How are you? We're flying, mate. You a bit nervous? Never. Love it. Love it. Back yourself. Can you test your buzzer, please, Jeff? Jeff. There you go. He was Wonderful. nice and strong. You'll be taking on Heath, who's in Glenorchy. Good morning, Heath. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. And I use that term very loosely. <laughs> well. What, because of me or tubes? <laughs> oh, come on now. You're a sweetheart. I've been called a ladette. And I've been called, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> Heath, you're, you're from Victoria, but you're here in Tassie working. I am, and now to be fair, I'm born and bred Tassie. I'm a rugby boy from way back, but oh. uh, I was one of the ones that could swim and I escaped. <laughs> <laughs> well, good you used job. You have to save up for hey, a guess what? He, sw- he swam back, though. He yeah. swam back. Good will you head. spend it here if you win the yeah. money? Will you spend the 200 bucks in Tassie? Oh, absolutely. Good. I'm on a I'm on an 11 o'clock flight, so Salamanca gets all the cash. Love it. <laughs> there you go. Wonderful stuff. All right. Heath, test your buzzer for me, please. There you go. Wonderful. All right, here we go. Business. Question number one. Multiple choice. Buzzing when you know the answer. What is the name of the copper mine near Queenstown? A, Mount Lyle. B, Beaconsfield. Jeff. Jeff. That is the Mount Lyle. 
<laughs> it's Jeff. Well played. <laughs> Heath trying to win over his competition with some fake niceties. Here we go. Question, <laughs> number, question number two. What? Uh, start again, Tubes. Where? Can't read your own questions. <laughs> oh, just, yeah. Where do the Hobart Hurricanes play tomorrow hey. against Heath? Uh, at UCAS in uh, Launceston. Nice. Oh, Heath, oh, my gosh. You didn't let me get to my multiple choice. But anyway, uh, and question number three. This, this is, is for the two of Oh, Woody with the sound effects. Yeah, it's only nice. close for 13 seconds, so okay, you got to hurry. Quickly, here we go. Which side of the Tasman Bridge did a truck roll last hey, week? Just. Oh, On the city side. Oh my god! Well done to you. Heath, you've won two hundred bucks. Oh. You stole it from Jeff. How does that feel, Heath? Oh I man, it was really just a natural thing that was going to happen. Oh, here we go. I mean, some from pure you, arrogance. Norfolk. Some pure arrogance He's from Heath. Pure arrogance. <laughs> 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 He's I mean, already hung up. Take him away. Oh, no. What are you, you going to do with the two hundred bucks, Heath? Or are you going to come back I mean, for three hundred? No, I'm uh, I'm on an 11 a.m. flight tomorrow, so uh, I'm taking the coin and I'm off to Salamanca for a few bevies. There you go, a few bevies. Make sure you treat yourself as well, Heath. Good on you. <laughs> $200 cash stolen from Jeff just like that. Heath from Glenorchy, the winner. Thanks to Creative Modular Homes, fast, fabulous, affordable. You just feel guilty for Jeff, don't I you? I hate it. You know that everyone that rings in, I want them to win. I, f- I'll just I love- don't like putting people into drawers or anything. I love that Jeff's come in. He's rolled the dice and he's lost. He's already he's just- hung up. He's already hung up. That's all right. It's Triple M Breakfast. A few texts coming through. Pretty loose ones. So, a bit like you I'm getting, I'm getting a bit of shtick for you eating 18 oysters last night. Oh, it's just how the rich people live, isn't it? It's not. Uh, they were given to me. Rich kids. There's a series. I didn't purchase them. They were given to me. It was a gift. No. And I took the gift, gift and for I comment. I bet you it's a gift. the gift. It was a gift for comment. No. It was at the Big Bot Bash. Yeah, um, they, they must have had a few extra and oysters and they shelled some down to Tubesy. Tubes, Tubesy went nuts. No, Tubes was doing the ground announcing. And they, he demands to have 18 Don't oysters freshly sent. Don't start that from BS. probably. That is a lie. Bar- what oysters were they? Brula Bay or? No, they were Tasmanian Oyster Co. oysters yeah. so you, from Dunalleyway. So you get them on an air. So he likes to have them within. He will only consume them Here within 60 minutes You're of them being loaded onto a helicopter, sent to him at the Big Bash, <sighs> and then shucked in front of him. That is a true story. And whilst the rest of us well, that plebs That is not a true story. That's a woody's, believe it or not. I had a bucket of chips. I'll tell you I this. I had a bucket of chips and I paid for them. Yeah, you bring me oysters. I'll eat them. Uh, Dylan, oh, well, no one's bringing me oysters, Dylan mate. in Brighton's texting. I just had chips and nuggets, tubes, and it was popcorn chicken. And I had to pay for it too. He's a bit yeah. upset he had to pay. Of course, you've got to pay for it. Well, I cost him 20 bucks. The only thing... The only thing no, I don't know about that. Oh, come on. Stadium. See, this is food for comment. The stadium it will be the second biggest undercover stadium in Australia, hosting AFL, NRL and A-League. We were talking we to the Premier earlier yeah. and he he does talk about this being an issue in other states but how it has changed and transformed. What I want to do is I want to reach out to these other states and I actually want to find out if that is the case. Yeah, well, because let's do it's, it. it's the best way to see what's going to happen in the future is to look at what's happened in the let's past. Let's do that because it Isn't certainly it? beats m- m- talking about me eating oysters, that's for sure. Mm, 18 oysters. Delicious. <laughs> this is Woody and Tubes.
Each morning we're giving you a question about an episode of Spotlight on Tasmania. There's so much great audio up on there. You can go and listen to Tassie Tucker, Tassie People. It's all Everything exclusive audio. Under 10. Yeah, all exclusive audio that is exclusive for Tasmania only. And we ask a question on the Spotlight on Tasmania series every single day today. We asked a question about Tassie Tucker, and the question was, what Tasmanian town was Sean Piney Pine's favourite place to visit during his 10-week Tasmanian pie adventure? You open your list app and start enjoying a world of audio and win with Hobart's Triple M, just like Dale and Moona has. Good morning, Dale. G'day, how are we going? What's the answer to the question? Where's Piney Pine's favourite place to visit during his Tasmanian pie adventure? Um, Stanley. Stanley is correct, Dale. Well done. You won yourself 100 bucks. Oh, that's great, mate. That's what are you going to do check. with the cash? Let's check. Then we went uh, up to my favourite spot, which was Stanley. We got us three or four days there at the Nut, and we explored all that. Great place up there at Stanley. You've been to Stanley, have you, Dale? Yeah, I was there about oh, eight or nine months ago, actually. Yeah, oh, Beautiful lovely, place. Lovely place. Well done to you, Dale. Speaking of Stanley, that's where my god dog is. is um, what? My god dog, his, his ashes were shattered. Uh, scat- shattered. Shattered. Oh, God. I'll tell you what, no, I'm shattered, shattered by this story. We'll be back from 6am. Yeah, but you've just brushed over a god dog. What's a god dog? A, do- a god dog obvious. is a dog dog backwards. What? A god because dog is God backwards. Yeah, I know that. Is that what you mean? Your God dog? Yeah, but it's your dog that runs backwards. No, I don't, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to my brother. Your no, God I'm, dog you don't was have, shattered up there. Has no one asked you what's to shattered? Be a God? Is shattered where no, your dog poos say, all over the back no, of your car? I meant to say his ashes were shattered, and you're talking about a dog that's dead. Oh, rest in peace, God dog. Cloud was his He's name. He's now with dog. No, it's about when someone asks you to look after you their my pets. Joke. Yeah. No, he's, I didn't. I just did. now didn't. with dog. I heard it. That dog is deceased and is now with dog. You know, if you have to repeat a joke, it wasn't funny. I'm doing it again until you laugh. Same as if you explain. No, I'll, I'll talk about it another day. Um, but, but you know, when you, you've got to have, make, just as you do with kids, like a godson, yep, or you've got to make plans for who will look after your loved ones, most loved ones, your animals, if you should pass. Who's your. Dogs, God, father or mother? Ah, uh, that would be my brother and my sister-in-law. Oh, let's well, hope nothing happens to you. Why? They, they'd be suffering, your poor brother There is nothing wrong with my dogs. They're, well, you just said, oh, you just sorry, said they, they ran ha- away from you. No, well, that, that was... Disobedient. Kids are as well. Are you giving them away? Kids are more disobedient wow. than dogs. Not your that. dogs. You're not... <laughs> I'm going to go. I've got things to do. Though. I know you do. We'll see you tomorrow. Treat yourself. Woody and Tubes. Weekdays on Triple M and anywhere on the listener app. It's Triple M.